Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good day. Welcome to Direct Line, Greg Taylor and Wayne Kent. Yes, we are here together, which is something we've not done a whole lot before. We've done it once. Once. Well, actually, we did it for seven years. Right. But um, Direct Line Danville, Direct Line Decatur are merging once again for a very special show. We are blessed to have with us Amber Oberheim. That's right. It's very good to have you with us today, Amber. Thank you. It is uh, The pleasure is all mine. So in case you're unfamiliar, there is a direct line indicator, yes. and there's also a direct line in Danville. Two different hosts. Right. Greg, you host Danville, right. usually, if you're right. smiling and up right. to it, right? Right. And That's then right. I host uh, Wayne Kent and Greg Taylor. I host uh, direct line indicator. Right. And um, we just decided we're going to do this together today, and yeah. we're very glad that the whole audience in both cities, very similar cities, joining to hear what Amber has to say and what she's learned in the past few months, if you will. A lesson you probably didn't expect you would ever have to learn. Oh, no. No, did not see this one coming. Couldn't have predicted it. Didn't want it. But we have absolutely learned a great deal over the course of the last five months, not only about ourselves, but about the way that communities show up and the way that God works, and the way that, for example, this morning, the way that bills become a law, and the way that legislation is passed, and, you know, we're we're learning so much. We really have immersed ourselves into an opportunity to learn and to grow, and so while we did not expect to find ourselves in this situation, the girls and I have really embraced an opportunity that, while we didn't want it, is still one to learn from and to grow through. So if any of our audience is unfamiliar, five months ago, your husband, Chris Oberheim, uh, a Champagne uh, City police officer, was murdered um, in, in the course of duty uh, in the middle of May. So we're now five months out from that. And uh, your family was thrust into not only a sort of central Illinois spotlight, but into a national spotlight of um, in the middle of a, a pretty charged period of time in our nation's history. And that's not what you would expect. I mean, you, you come from the medical field. That's correct. I do. I, I've been a nurse practitioner for a little over 17 years. And yeah, this is all this, this whole world of... Um, of being in the limelight and and having and having cameras and and news interviews like this and um, being asked tough questions is all is all new to us. And you have four daughters. That's correct. And I, as I recall, the oldest is in her early twenties. And yes, she'll be twenty two actually on the twenty fifth of this month. So. And then you have teenagers besides that who are in school, and you're Dude. trying to do family life in a completely different way. That's correct. What's it like so far? Oh, that question is is loaded. Um, Undoubtedly, yes. <laughs> I mean, at this point in time, yes, five months to the day yesterday uh, that Chris went to work and did not come home. And so at this point, we feel as though we have our feet under us 
and you know the ground that we stand on is fairly solid right um our heads are attached they may still be spinning and floaty from time to time but i do think we're sort of beginning to return to reality where for those first few months after chris was killed i uh, felt as though i was floating around in some alternate world not really knowing up from down or right from left and uh, while I was making it a point to stay very present and to understand and to feel and experience everything that we were experiencing, it was still one of the most bizarre experiences of my life, and it's very hard to describe to someone who hasn't had it. But uh, over the course of the last, I would say, four to six weeks, we've been able to kind of ground ourselves again and uh, and re regroup and. Um, you know, we're we're making it through our days, which is as much as we can ask right now. I think it's appropriate that we start and say, give everybody who's listening today a little brief story of who Chris is, because you started out in the Decatur City Police and then moved to Champaign. And yes. Brief story. The, the elevator speech of your family, which isn't fair, but how to, yeah. what's, what's that sound like? So Chris and I met in 1998. I was looking, by the way. He, he was born in 1976. That's the year I graduated from high school. So what are you saying? I'm just saying they must be very young compared to me, <laughs> but go ahead, yes. <laughs> so Chris and I met in 1998. He was uh, working security at Decatur Memorial Hospital, and I was a new nurse in the in- intensive care unit there. And I was not looking for anything serious, and... Uh, as fate would have it, uh, we got everything serious. And so 23 years, um, four, four kids later, and, and a lifetime full of memories, here we are. And so, yes, Chris started his police work at the Decatur Police Department in the year 2000. He was there until 2008 and transferred to the Champaign Police Department, where he has served uh, since that time, so for the past uh, 13 years until May. Uh, Chris was a police officer. That's the, that's the occupation that he chose. And, uh, but, but I think the thing that's even more important than that is that he was so much more than, than just a police officer. He was, he was a, the world's best girl dad. Uh, we have four yeah, girls. Four and girls, you got to be right. Yeah, softball right. dad is that a phrase? He, I've he, heard a lot of people share. He was a softball dad. Yes, yeah. from a very early age, Chris was able to take his knowledge and experience on the baseball field and and morph that into teaching our girls the sport of softball, which they all embraced. And uh, so, Chris coached so- girls softball for. Um, about 13 years and had some very successful seasons with some very competitive uh, parents and very competitive athletes. And uh, we have a lot of really great memories together. Uh, If he wasn't uniformed uh, and on the street somewhere, he was on a softball field somewhere. How did he pull that off? Because, you know, you think of a police officer, how, how was he able to make that happen? Yeah, he sacrificed. Okay. That's how he was able to make it happen. So Chris always worked the night shift. Okay. He would usually go in around 10, uh, and he would get off around 8. And uh, when he was in Decatur, it was 11 to 7 at that point in time. But but he sacrificed. So most of the weekend evenings and nights, he would be working. And so if he was coaching a softball team, we may be playing in any number of places across the state, sometimes even out of state. And uh, we would start the tournament on a Thursday or Friday. Um, he would work all night, try to grab some sleep in between games, wow. coach all day, and do that over again. It wasn't until just these last 
couple years that he would have either a Friday or a Saturday night off. And so um, the name of that game is Sacrificing Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that a lot. So let's go back to May 19. I mean, your world sure. changed forever on that day. I was actually hosting a pastor's gathering, and one of the pastors was from Champaign. And that's how I learned the news of the just tragic, tragic happenings. Um, how did you process that day? You know, how, how did that unfold for you? Yeah, so Chris uh, went through his regular evening routine Mm-hmm. of finding each of us and giving us a kiss on the forehead and telling us that he loved us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, in return, would say, love you, you know, be safe, be careful. And he would always reply, I will. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it was about 4.30 in the morning. Um, and I heard a very abrupt, loud knock at the door. Okay. And that knock is the one that all police wives who have husbands who work at night fear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That uh, knock, I knew nobody else would be coming to my house for any other reason. And when I saw that it was another officer standing outside, my heart dropped. Yeah. And um, in those moments, uh, you know, it's that guttural response when you hear the words that you've never wanted to hear, you hope you never hear, you know, you, your, your heart starts beating fast and your, your face feels flushed and you feel a little lightheaded and dizzy. And I even had to bend over and take a few breaths a couple of times. But at that point in time, we didn't have a lot of information. It, it, it really was just that he had been shot and that he was at the hospital and he was uh, going to surgery. Okay. And that's all I really knew. And so I, I woke the girls, uh, made a few phone calls to grandparents. Uh, and took off in a squad car with the officer who came to the house. And and we, we arrived at the hospital. Um, I, I, I was there for maybe 45 minutes, and um, the neurosurgeon came in. Uh, neurosurgeon, because the the gunshot wound that, cro- that Chris uh, suffered, uh, that was what was fatal for him, was the one uh, that was in his head. And so okay. they had whisked him off to surgery in hopes that they would be able to alleviate some of the pressure um, in, in his brain that was caused by the swelling from the bullet. And uh, we received the unfortunate news that he passed away at 6.03 a.m. on May 19th. Okay. And in that moment, um, there were many things, many, many things that I was experiencing all at the same time. But... I think the one that's the most memorable to me was that I couldn't think. I'm a thinker. I'm a fixer. I'm a doer. I yeah. like to research things and understand how they work and have a plan A and a plan B. And I didn't have any of that in that moment. Yeah. And so I remember saying over and over and over, I don't know how to do this. I yeah, right. don't know how to do this. Somebody please tell me how to do this. Yeah. I don't think anybody does. In all honesty, it's... it's because yeah. it's so out of the blue, so it, out of the. I mean, it's not like there's cancer and you've got some, some days to get ready or some months or whatever. Or there's nothing that prepares you for this. N- no, no. A- and you know, at one point in time, there were probably ten people in that room, and I just employed their help. And I said, "Somebody say something that makes some sense to me right now, because I can't yeah. make sense out of anything. Right. Yeah. Nothing makes sense." And they said, "You know what, Amber? You need to go talk to your girls." I said, "You're right." 
that makes sense. Yeah. There's no reason for me to be here anymore. I need to go home and I need to talk to my girls. Yeah. And that's what I did. Let's yeah. do this. We should probably take a break, right? Let's do pardon, it. Pardon yeah. us for interrupting sure. the story, but in, yeah. in, the, in the interest of time, we should take a break. And we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I think, Amber, what I'd be interested to know on the other side of the break is how has your uh, willingness and, and transparency in speaking up, how has that been cathartic? How has that been healing for you? Because sure. that's certainly part of it. So we'll take Absolutely. a break, all right? All right. This is Direct Line. Danville Decatur will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Look Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Direct Line Decatur. It's Direct Line Danville. Wayne Kent, Greg Taylor. It's so good to do a show with oh, you. I'm loving it. And, it's of like course, we couldn't do it without Fred. Fred is managing all the, uh, all the, the man. tech stuff along with yeah. Dom. Dominic is still Absolutely. running the show for us, right? Yeah, but we are so blessed to have with us Amber Oberheim. And, Amber, thank you so much for telling your story. One of the questions that I have following that um, just unbelievably difficult morning of May 19, when did the foundation idea come into play? You, you have made a huge mark in five months. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm in Danville. I hear about it all the time in a positive way. When did this start to take shape? Was it that day? Was it the days that followed? How did that play out? Sure. That's a question that we've received quite a bit. And um, Peacemaker Project 703, let me just clarify really yeah. quick. Um, the, the naming of the foundation um, was something that was quite important. And um, and it's an, it's an important thing for us to explain. Um, and so Peacemaker, that, that word peacemaker really embodies 
what Chris did and what his brothers and sisters in uniform continue to do. And it, and it was derived from Matthew 5, 9, which okay. was Chris's favorite Bible verse. Uh, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be uh, called children of God. And that, and that just seemed to fit. Yeah. Uh, 703 was Chris's badge number. Okay. And so uh, I could have told you that, I think, before May 19th, but after May 19th, it has stuck. Yeah. And we started seeing 703 show up in ways that <laughs> yeah. I just it's never like you, really... Like when you own a, a pink you know, Volkswagen, everybody's yeah. driving a pink Volkswagen. Is right. that sort of like that? Yes. I mean, some amazing, amazing ways that 703 had shown up for us. And it really just stuck. And so people yeah. started to identify... Chris by his badge number. Yeah. So back to your question about how, when did it start? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it, it probably formally became a thought in the week, maybe 10 days following Chris's passing. Okay. Very early on, the girls and I recognized that this experience was much bigger than us. Uh-huh. And as we were faced with many, many questions about how we wanted the course of the following week to 10 days to go, we continued to come back to the idea that this experience was much bigger than us. And for us to make it only our own was selfish in a way. Okay. And that's really when I think a lot of the most powerful moments of my life occurred. Okay. Okay. So you're out, the, the foundation is essentially raising money so that she can help other families or people who are in law enforcement, not particularly faced with the same situation you're faced with in terms of losing your, your policeman spouse, uh, husband, but more so helping people who are in the profession across the board. Yes, our, our mission is to proactively support law enforcement officers and their families through community outreach, reform, and education. And okay. so, yes, in the early stages where I believe we still are, even though the sense of urgency for action is, is, is high, and, and believe you me, we are, <laughs> we are acting, yeah. but uh, we are also spreading awareness and, yes, raising funds so that we can have the impact at the level with which we know it needs to be had to advocate for our police family. And so in the last couple of days, there's some, been some movement on the part of what's taking place in Springfield to get behind you in a profound way, in yes. a way that is, I mean, when I saw the news early this week, I thought, yeah. this is stunning. Can That's you awesome. tell us, everybody, what's yeah. going on? Sure. So two weeks ago, um, the Senate, uh, led by uh, our, our Senator Chapin Rose, um, introduced a, a set of bills. Uh, there are 10, filed those, um, and... Those are in the process of, of you know, being, being reviewed and, and sent to veto session. And so we were actually in Springfield just this morning before this show um, advocating for that uh, set of bills. And so really the Fund the Police Act is, um, contains um, about 10 bills that would support our police officers and would, would uh, create more accountability for repeat uh, criminals and felons who have gun charges. Um, we probably don't have time to get into all of the particulars, but um, it is a step in the right direction. And it's huge dollars. 
Yeah, $100 million would be allocated towards... Is that stunning to you? Uh, not at all. They deserve every penny. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I would go. For, yeah. If I if my family suddenly yeah. was behind, I knew that. Well, it says a lot. My, absolutely, you know, it says it says a lot that your story is absolutely captured the attention of all the right people. Yeah, and you know um, the 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 real the real audience that we intend to capture. I mean, we've got several of them, but the first one is that of Chris's brothers and sisters in uniform because they need to understand how appreciated and respected and loved and needed they are. Yeah. Right. And you have a brother-in-law who's on the force here in Decatur. I do. Yes. I've known Joe for a long time. Yeah. um, Back in days when he was working in retail. Yeah. And uh, yeah, proud of the role he has in our community. Absolutely. As am I. It's good stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm interested to know how this sort of endeavor, this sort of work, what's happened in Springfield this week, what's going to happen in the days ahead, how much of it is um, cathartic? How much of it do you say, man, by doing this, I'm really experiencing the healing of God? Absolutely. So let me remind you um, of that question that you posed or the clarification that you asked initially, and that was that, I, that I'm medical, right? Mm-hmm. I'm medical. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, if we were diving into a medical uh, situation or um, something that had to do with medicine, I would be right in my wheelhouse. Um, but I look at myself in the mirror nearly every day and say, Amber, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to do this. You're not business-minded, you're not nonprofit. You, 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 how, how do you even think that you know how to make this work um, and why, why is it working? And um, I'll tell you guys, I've never in my life had um, an experience that brought me as close to the Lord as this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's very obvious to me uh, who the driving force is in this, uh, this journey and this mission that we're on. And it's, it's not Amber Oberheim mm-hmm. and it's not Hannah or Avery or Addison or Aubrey Oberheim and it's not Chris Oberheim. It's, it's, it's our God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is at work in our lives and in our hearts and that he is the one that's paving the way. And so all of a sudden I have this, you know, I, I go from being a fairly controlling person to wanting to ensure outcomes and success for myself and my family to someone who can honestly say, I give it away. I'll, I'll let you do what you want to do with my life because it's clear to me that no matter what I do to try to ensure an outcome, it's never guaranteed. And so I'm getting a little off topic, but this is this is something that I want to make sure that the listeners understand is that no matter how much you think you have your life in control, right. things happen that remind you very quickly that you are not the one in control. Yeah. And I think if anything, this testimony is about being able to let go of some of that humanness and allowing God an opportunity to work in the way that he wants to work. Because without him, none of us would be able to do what we're doing. And so I fear not. I fear not. People say, oh, you're going to Springfield. That seems like a scary thing to do. (laughs) Oh, you're going in front of these people talking about police. People hate police right now. That seems like a scary thing to do. I said, I'm not not scared. I'm not scared. And I'm not I fear not 
for I have the Lord with me every day. And I, I know I've counseled people who turn their back because they don't have the same experience when they lose a loved one. They just want to curl up in bed and not face the day. And, and I know that that's, that that's possible because I see it, I've witnessed it, but it is the exact opposite in me. So yes, is doing what we're doing cathartic and therapeutic? Absolutely. Because it's in my nature to get something done, to make Chris's life matter. Yeah. And that's the therapy for us. So if we're going to look at this from a benefit to the Oberheim girls, it's going to be that, yes, we can be selfish for a moment and help others because that's what's therapeutic for us. In the midst of that, Amber, uh, you've had to open up your life to to the public. And I think all of us, on the one hand, we commend you for that. On the other hand, we go... Oh man, I don't know if I could do that. I don't. There are some things that are private, and I just don't want to get in all of that. What was the headspace that helped you say, "If we're going to do this, we have to just, we have to put it all on the table and be transparent." And the moments we're angry, we have to be angry. And the moments when we're not happy, we need to be. Or the moments when we're glad for something happening, right. how do you get so where you can be transparent in that? That's that's very unusual. And and I guess I just don't see it as too unusual because that's just the person that I am. Ah, okay. You know, that's just the person that that God has created me to be. Um, in my career as a nurse practitioner, I'm a very transparent person. I don't have much to hide. I'm a very I'm a very real person. Um, if I fall, if I fault, I, I admit fault. If I uh, if I if I do something that was unbecoming of me, I'm going to tell you about it because that's the way that I feel like I can improve. And, and it also makes people very relatable. And I think very early on, as I said, this thing that we were experiencing, we knew it was bigger than us. And one of the first ways that we made a conscious decision um, to make sure to include someone other than us was just thinking about Chris's services and, and what that yeah. was going to look like and who we were going to want there. And the girls and I simply said, if, if you're coming to pay respect and to support us and our officer, we want you there. Yeah. We want everyone who is going to be there, who is an officer now to feel your presence and to feel your support. And so it wasn't really that day that day I woke up and I said, today's going to be an epic day, girls. It is. Yeah. Like, I can feel it with every ounce of my being. I don't know if you're being. aware of this. That something came out of, the, out, of your, out of your husband's funeral. The next morning, Kevin Berhane and I were walking. He was walking one way. I was walking the other way. This is like 545 in the morning in Forsyth. There's a park, you can, a track we can yeah. walk out there. And yeah. We often see each other in the morning. He hosts uh, Soy City Buzz on Monday nights. Right. And he's on the phone. I'm going, Kevin, why are you talking? I'm just, I'm, he was in tears. Yeah. <laughs> He was so emotional. He said, I'm, I can't get past the funeral of yesterday. Yeah. I'm going to do something. So we're walking, and he says, I'm going to buy lunch or dinner for every police officer in town for the rest of the year. I'm going. And can I tell you something? I did your show a month ago, and we ran over to Doherty's to right. grab supper afterwards, and there were three officers that came in, and I said to my waiter, I want to pay for their meal, and he said, too late. Yeah, it's so, already taken care of. So Kevin Berhaney Kevin already Berhaney picked up the tab. Kevin First Christian Church, yeah. direct line, and... Uh, Dale Coley yeah, and, the, and yeah, the Tuesday evening yeah, show. We yeah. put the money together, and I yeah. just saw the figures. Yeah, 
They yeah. said, we're, we're not out of money yet, but we will be soon. So right. we put it up again. But so, what a great domino effect, you know, that someone is attending the funeral and they're saying, I want to make a difference and, and make officers feel loved. In town. Yeah. On you know right as they're riding along, they're yeah. at Doherty's. Let's stop and have dinner. I love That's it. That's good stuff. Hey, let's do this. We need to take a break. Oh, for crying! I know, loud, Wayne. I know. But when we come back, one of the things I want to ask you, Amber, is about the importance of continuity between a city government and law enforcement. And I want to talk a little bit about Danville. I'm sure yeah, you're going to have something have to say. Talk. All right, <laughs> you're listening to Direct Line Danville, Direct Line Decatur. Greg Taylor, Wayne Kent, with very special guest Amber Oberheim. We'll be right back after this. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back, friends. It's good to have you here on WDAN and WSOY, a combined Direct Line event coming to you today. Sister stations. Sister stations. Sister... Brother, well, we how about brothers? We brother, should say yeah, brothers, probably, right. just with our world Second and everything. Let's say Christ brothers. Dan- yeah. Second yeah. Church of Christ in Danville, First Christian Church Decatur. We both have direct line yes. on Newhoff Media stations. And um, when are you preaching this weekend? What, what's going down Eight, this weekend? Eight, nine, twenty, and ten forty-five. And Wayne, I've got the weekend off. Can you believe that? <laughs> I know, I know. One of my uh, teammates is speaking. Is, Wayne, it's a you, good life. Did man. you say four services? Three. Eight, nine, twenty, ten forty-five. All right. All yeah. right. Yeah. What about you? Well, we've got Saturday night and Sunday morning twice. Are you so, are you up? No, this is our at the movies series. So this, neither of us are preaching this no, weekend. No. So here's what we're doing. You know, wow. Jesus when he wanted to teach people, he would tell stories that were contemporary to his yeah. time. Yeah. And use that. And so that's what we're doing. And so uh, the the sermons because they use so many long form clips of Hollywood movies. Right. 
we tend to prepare them ahead of time. We don't gotcha. tend to. We do prepare them ahead of time. And right. so it's all set and ready to go. And we would love to see, if you want more information, firstdecatur.org, F-I-R-S-T, decatur.org. What's your website? Secondchurch.com, spelled out. S-E-C-O-N-D. You got it. Is there a you first, did it quickly, buddy. Is there, is there a first church? There was, been, but it closed. It's so, no more. So, yeah. why so second you, is first. So why didn't you move up to first church? Dude, I don't know. It's above my pay grade. See, Since 1899, we've been second church of Christ. 1899? Yeah, we're old, but you not were, as old as you. That's right, 1834. But you yeah. know, when I played second chair in trombone, yeah. no, I know. when the first chair guy disappeared, yeah. you got to move up. And Can you I tell done? you, I've heard it all. I've heard all the jokes. <laughs> I really have. But I've got a question for Amber that right, I want to ask her. Again, Amber Oberheim, thanks <laughs> bless, for being with us. Bless his heart, right? Bless his heart. He can't help himself. So one of the things I'm really proud of, um, being a resident of Danville, Illinois, is when I hear my neighbor and police chief, Chris Yates, say that the reason things flow so smoothly is because of the partnership with the mayor of Danville, Ricky Williams, and the city council and law enforcement. And I'm not saying it's perfect. There's no perfect situation. But Chief Yates would say we absolutely have the backing of our city council and our mayor. Now, let's just hypothetically talk about all the communities in Illinois, the Peorias, the Bloomingtons, the Champaigns, the Decaturs, the Springfields. What would you say if you had the opportunity to speak to a mayor, to a city councilman, to a city manager about how important it is that the highest levels of city government support law enforcement? That is a great question. So thank you for asking yeah. it. Let me just uh, let me just be- before I answer that. Let me let me put a little plug in for uh, Danville PD and uh, and Mayor Mayor Ricky yeah. there because I had the pleasure of of meeting him at an event uh, that Danville the, the PD and the, and really the entire town put together for us and yeah. that was one of the most meaningful successful events that we had all summer. So. Yeah. Uh, so a huge thank you to the, to those people, and and yes, I was able to have that conversation uh, with your mayor, and and you are so right. Um, what would I say to city leaders? I would say this: if you think that not supporting your law enforcement officers is the right decision to make. It will not take long for things to happen yeah. in a way that makes you rethink that thought. Yeah. Um, we, unfortunately, are in a time of really national disrespect and ugliness that comes to law enforcement on a regular basis. Now, I'm very proud of the fact that locally that tune is starting to change yeah. and we're hearing of the stories of officers having their meals paid for them or right. you know simply just getting the thank you that they deserve on a more than regular basis and so i'm, I'm very happy to hear those things but a city without law and order is a city that is doomed right Right. If we do not hold people accountable for their actions, yeah. bad things will happen. Yeah. You know, Jesus holds us accountable for our actions. Right. Our city government needs to hold their citizens accountable for their actions. Yeah. Any good parent 
holds their child accountable for their actions, there's consequences. We all have choices. This is something that I learned from a very dear friend. We all have a choice. We always have a choice. But we may not always like the consequence to our decision, right? But if there is no consequence or a very little consequence to our decision, there's no learning that happens. There's no improving that comes out of that. And so by not supporting our police, by not allowing them an opportunity to do their jobs the way that they need to be done, city leaders are asking for trouble. Right. I think right. the good news is that as, as stunning or awful, in my opinion, as it was that the pendulum swing. Right. I mean, it just, I, I, last summer, I couldn't figure, I mean, the summer oh. of 2020 made no sense to me whatsoever. It was lunacy. It would appear... Beginning, people are beginning to say, "Well, yeah. what were we thinking?" And there's some movement across the country. And well, some the phrase of last summer was "defund the police." You saw it, it everywhere, make, but it doesn't make sense to it me. It doesn't. But here's the interesting thing: um, I received an article this week in my inbox entitled "It's um, the the opposite is happening." The U.S. is beginning to see refund police departments, and they cite New York City and Los Angeles and Austin, Texas, and maybe the most liberal city in America, Burlington, Vermont. They're dumping millions of dollars back into their police departments that they cut last summer. You know why? Because crime is out of control, and they're saying this is not sustainable. This is not going to work. I mean, it it is too late in in some situations, but I would say I, I think it is a great tribute. And you wondered why you have had such an impact. Here's why I think you've had such an impact is because there's a silent majority that's out there that has always supported law enforcement. They didn't know how to react last summer, quite honestly, 2020. Well, did we? They didn't didn't want to be labeled a racist, okay? And so they didn't say anything. And I think what you're doing is giving people the opportunity to say, I'm with her. I'm with 703. I'm with Peacemaker Project. And it's okay to support our police. It's a shame that it had to happen tragically like this. But I think you have the microphone right now in ways that preachers don't have and others don't have because of the tragedy your family has endured. And and I'm so blessed Mm -hmm. to be able to turn our pain into purpose Mm -hmm. and... God spoke to me very clearly and very loudly in those few days after Chris passed. And, you know, it it was really just a conviction that was on my heart to advocate for our officers. Enough is enough. I have seen it all. I have heard it all. And I'm tired of it. And you're exactly right. In Chris's, uh, the day of his funeral, I, you know, I said just that. We have been the silent majority. We've been keeping it classy, not rocking any boats. And that, my friends, has not served us well. That's right. Here we are. And so being able to give people permission Mm -hmm. to step up and use their voice has been the start of this movement. Because to me... To me, words lead to action, and yeah. action leads to results, and that's where we're going. Yeah. So this week, you stood on the steps of the of the legislature over in Springfield and announced. You know, you you represented a lot of families across the country of fallen police officers, and you got you got to speak to everybody and say, "We're going to do this. We're going to do all we can to put these bills through the legislature here in in Illinois. We're going to raise a hundred million dollars and so forth and so on." That's got to be a crazy moment, though. 
less than a year ago, you're at DMH. They probably still miss you down there. Actually, I was at Christie Clinic and still oh, am. You better get that right. You better yeah. get it right now. I mean, yeah. D- DMH, yes, I, 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 they are my alma mater, if you will, yeah. in the working yeah. world. Um, me, and they're great people. Yeah. <laughs> now, we, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that foible to me. That, that, that's all good. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, they're, they're missing you on the floor and dealing with patients, and yet you're standing in front of all of Illinois. That's got to be a crazy moment. It's 100% a crazy moment. And I will tell you the same thing that I have told my patients year after year, time after time. I'm not going anywhere. I will be here. I'm not leaving. And so it would take an act of God to get me out of here. And for right now, that act of God, it happened. It happened. And so I have to put it on the back burner, at least for the time being. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's take one final break. When we come back, I want to talk about some specific ways that the direct line audience in Decatur and Danville can be proactive, can be silent no more, can make a difference. And then I want you to think about how can we pray for you? How can we pray for your girls? How can we pray for the Peacemaker Project 703? All right. You're listening to Direct Line. Wayne Kent, Greg Taylor. We'll be right back after this. Hi. I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to Direct Line. I'm very glad you're with us today. Joining with me today, a good friend. We've done this many, many times in terms of radio together. Greg Taylor, who is the host now of Direct Line on WDAN. 1490 AM. The mighty voice of Danville at yes. this time. And we're very glad that you're... We're doing this together. I love it. I've got Direct Line indicator, and yep. they're both Newhoff stations. And so... Good times. Crazy thing. We're doing the same thing, except... Not doing the same thing. 
Well, but thanks for letting me be a part of it. I have followed Amber's story from a distance, but it's been great to catch up with her today and to hear her story and to be able to be a part of this interview. Thank you very much. And there are a couple of things I think we want to know. How, First of all, how can we help uh, with Peacemaker 703 or some other project that you need us as audiences in two different cities that are close to home, how can we help you and your family and you and your mission in the days ahead? So Peacemaker Project 703 now has a website, Mm -hmm. and that is www.peacemakerproject703.com. On that website, you will see more information about our story. You'll see more about our mission You'll see some links to news articles and pictures, and you'll see a lot of pictures. Just, you know, we like to share family pictures sure. outside of Chris in uniform. And, um, and you'll see a web store as well. So we have a web store that's full with all kinds of Peacemaker Project 703 apparel and, and funds from, from um, proceeds from those sales go directly to support our, our mission. We also have a Facebook page, so Peacemaker Project 703 on Facebook. Um, you know, both of your communities have, have supported us greatly thus far, and we are so appreciative of everyone has been moved to, uh, to support us either with, you know, messages, emails, cards, donations. Um, every, every thing that we receive has been received in a way that we know that it comes from a place of love and, and goodness, and, and really it just fills our hearts um, that our community has been able to respond in the way that they have. Yeah. And so I think the biggest thing for us moving forward um, is really just to, to pray for us, you know? Yeah. Pray for us, and my prayer sounds a little bit like this. It sounds, it sounds like God continue to be present in our lives. Uh, continue to fill our hearts in a way that, you know, only you can, uh, to somehow patch the holes that were created by this experience and that, uh, that your words will be our words, yeah. that your message will be our message, that we will follow undoubtedly where you lead. And so if you and your listeners could just continue along those lines, that would probably be one of the single most greatest things that you yeah. could do for us. Amber, um, putting on my pastoral hat for a minute, if I may, with everybody in the community listening, uh, when families face a loss of any sort, uh, that first year is the hardest, and usually around the holidays. Mm. So you have, in, in, in light of all the work you've done already, you still have the family dynamics. You've got the, if you will, the mission that's grown up around you. Yes. But you still have the family dynamics, and holidays are coming. Thanksgiving's around the corner, Christmas, New Year's, and... While you might have been used to, um, Chris might be gone on that particular day because of his shift or his work. Sure. But this is a completely different setting. So I, I'm, I'm going to ask our folk to pray about that particularly because those are the potential for difficulty is there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Hey, say a quick word about tunnels to towers. I've seen those commercials yeah. for a long time and uh, it sounds like it's been a blessing for your family. Oh, it's been a huge blessing. So Tunnels to Towers is a foundation out of New York. That family, I told their CEO, Frank, um, yeah. that we must be cut from the same cloth because yeah. 
uh, his brother, Stephen, was a New York firefighter who was killed on 9-11. And uh, I believe that Stephen and Chris are probably cut from the very same cloth as well. Stephen actually was off shift and got the call and turned around and went back to help and was was killed. And, And that family has been able to make huge purpose out of their pain yeah. and I'm just so honored and and the level of gratitude that we have for that foundation and what they've been able to bless us with is beyond measure. And they're paying off mortgages, is they're that right? They're paying off mortgages. They paid our mortgage in full, which still wow. is just stunning. Amazing. I mean, praise say. the Lord. I know yeah, this is cool. secular radio, but that's just awesome. And they paid like a hundred mortgages that day or something like that. Yes, I mean, they paid fifty mortgages, so okay. they had a rather yeah. large donation came that came in and they and they paid those mortgages and I, I I can tell you that our our family, I mean, the mortgage is our highest expense for the month. And so what what that does for us, for me not to have to worry about that expense, it allows me an opportunity to stop worrying about that as much and to start worrying more about our law enforcement and their families. And so it really gives an opportunity for for us to be able to focus our efforts there even more. Did you know you're being considered or did it come out of the blue? So I knew someone had mentioned um, someone had mentioned it to me uh, maybe in a week or two after Chris had passed that they had you know passed along some information and then it seemed like maybe in six weeks later I got an yeah. application and I filled it out and I gave it back to you know our our trusted officer at the department and he forwarded it on and then I got a call one day yeah and uh, the, and they shared the news and. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a good call on a with perfect timing that That's day. That's a good way to put yes. it. Yeah. Well, hey, we got about ninety seconds left. So. Well, first of all, Amber, thank you for sharing with both communities, oh, Decatur absolutely. and Danville, and for your for you and your girls. I can only imagine how. Not only has Chris's death impacted you, of course, absolutely. That's the biggest thing. But then your willingness to be so upfront and transparent with the communities and the nation. Uh, the learning curve undoubtedly is really, really steep. And yeah. thank you for climbing that curve and seeing the work of God in the middle of it yep. and discovering that. So we pray that the peace of God will be with you in the days ahead. Absolutely. And uh, Greg, why don't you pray for it? We, we don't to. pray very often on direct let's line. Let's do it. I've been doing direct line for 16 yep. years. This will be the third time. Yep. So let's do that. I'm going to pray. If you're driving, do not close your eyes, please. But um, Make it short because we don't have long We're going to pray right now. That's yeah. right. God, we thank you for this hour you've given us. I thank you for Amber and her girls and the story that they have to tell. And God, just use her. Use them to make a difference. We thank you for all the women and men that serve in law enforcement. They're in harm's way. They're running into danger when I'm running away from it, and most of us are running away from it. Just thank you for each and every one of them. And God, we just thank you for Peacemaker Project 703. We pray for success and for impact. And uh, on this day, we just thank you most of all for the hope we have in Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Are we done with that? Just like that? That's it, buddy. And so with that, Wayne, thank you. Thank you, sir. For letting me crash your party once again. Amber, thank you for all you do. Absolutely. And everybody in Decatur and Danville, Yep. have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great time. Amen. God bless.